Hello, this is Jules. And Jim. And this is Trans in the South Pod cast. <laughs> you always do that. <laughs> is it because of our email address? Yeah. It's transinthesouthpod at gmail.com if you, if you want to send us an email. And thank you to the people who have sent us emails. <laughs> we love emails. We don't always respond to them immediately, but we always respond to them. So what do you got there? I've got scar away silicone scar gel okay um for my top surgery scars hmm. it's intended for use in the management of closed hypertrophic i hope or hypertonic we can't hear you i can't read this well i'll read it for you intended use scar away silicone scar gel is intended for use in the management of closed hypertrophic or keep keloid keloid scars for prevention of abnormal scars, use as soon as the wound is closed or sutures are removed. <laughs> so I guess if I had two and a half year old um, bottom surgery, that probably wouldn't be um, just the thing for it. I don't know. Well, I mean, I have I have seven, seven month, month old. old scars that I'm. If it works for you, let me know. Try we try it on me. Your scars are like pretty much, you can't see them. You can feel them though. Oh, yeah, that's what I wanted it for because the just the little side area. I, let me say this they, it, my scars don't really bother me, but, um, you know, it's a choice between having them and not. Yeah, I really haven't been treating my scars much at all. No. Because I don't, I mean, they're healing great, and I don't really care. Anybody who's going to see them is it's definitely going to be me. Gonna, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely going to know I've had top surgery. So right. it's not like I'm trying to pass under the radar. Right, right. The areas just, like, right where the drains were are bumpy, and I don't like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, And so I'm trying to get rid of that. And I don't know if that's this will help oh, that, well. but. I'm sure it'll help some. I'm giving it a try. So that's my, I guess that's my top surgery report. Top surgery healing has gone well. Good. And my um, final appointment with the doctor is in a few weeks. It's next month. And we had an email from somebody who had been going through, it was recuperating from surgery recently. And um, we always, privacy first. Yes. Always respect everybody's privacy, but you know who you are. Actually, there's been two of them who had surgery. Oh, that's true. So you know who you both are. Thanks for writing. Thanks, yeah. So um, we're recording this in the middle of July 2023, after what can almost only be described as a brutal legislative season um, for transgender people. And in some areas, not much better in the judicial area, although in some places... Um, it has been better. I wanted to say a word about this. Um, this is very important. So put down what you're doing. Quit. Put down your thing, whatever they're working on, and listen Sorry. to this. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking oh. to a listener. Okay. Um, I, I was watching a um, historical documentary the other day. It was about the. We, was it about World War Two? It was not about World War Two. Oh. Was have, it about animals? These are the special interests. I have many interests. I know. You only watch documentaries about a few of them. Was it about physics? No. Or chemistry. 
or biology. Or well, I give up. I Jane guess I Austen. Just, like, let you tell them. It was about. Wait, was it about? <laughs> Dear it listener, about you see what I have to deal with sometimes. <laughs> well, how, right. I'm going to look back and see how long ago I started this sentence. <laughs> um, but now, knowing that Jim has the power of the editor button, probably make it two seconds ago. <laughs> Editing Jim here. It was 51 seconds, babe. Jeez. Anyway, no, I was watching an episode of, it might have been American Experience, I'm not sure, but whatever it was, it was on the anti-war movement in Vietnam. Mm. Um, That's what I should have The antagonists were a committee, particularly, it was the entire anti-war movement, um, which was considerable on one side, and Richard Nixon, President of the United States, on the other. Believe me, we're going to get around to a transgender in a second. The Vietnam War didn't end anytime soon from when that movement really was at its height. The Vietnam War didn't really end, I don't think, until the mid-70s. But something that they tacked on to the end of the program, which it turns out was really the point of the program, it appeared that Richard Nixon had won that battle between himself and the anti-war movement. But it turned out later on that Nixon was considering using very drastic measures to... Nuclear measures? Well, yeah, I was going to get to that. Oh, sorry. No, it's fine, but yes. He, He was considering using nuclear weapons, tactical nuclear weapons, once... This anti-war movement rose up in Howell's protest just about the war itself. It transpired, and it wasn't generally known for decades until uh, freedom of information requests had been made showing documents from the period. It wasn't generally known. It wasn't known by many people at all that Nixon intended to use very drastic measures up to and including nuclear weapons and that the reason he did not use them was because he realized that in the face of this anti-war pressure, he was going to lose that battle to the anti-war movement if he, if he took those steps. The point I would like to make here is we are feeling, I'm sure most of us, defeated right now. We have become, through no fault of our own, public enemy number one throughout the South. Like, wait a minute, where did that come from? Yeah, who did anything? Yeah, five years ago, six, seven hour long years ago it was, eight years ago, um, Caitlyn Jenner came out and there was a little bit of a flap and a stir and the media pulled up on it and there it was and then it went away and nobody said anything because they hadn't decided on us as enemies then. Well, we are now, okay. It may be tempting for us to say there's nothing that can be done about it. We're losing, we're going to lose. And I would just like to say we don't know that. It is not time to give up. It is not time to say there's nothing we can do. We may not know for 30 years or more what effect our actions have. 
And I want to be here to, based on this revelation that I've had from the Vietnam War, to encourage every single trans person and trans ally to continue this fight, even in the face of these headwinds, um, both personally and collectively, to continue this fight in the face of that, not to give up, at least not based on the fact that you don't, that you think you're not having an effect, because we very well may be having an effect and we just don't even know it. It almost feels that other things we might say in a podcast called Trans in the South might seem almost trivial at this moment. I don't think it's true. I think there are things we can talk about, but right now, this is, this is what I wanted to say. Yeah. And I, um, also wanted to say, it's easy to feel really attacked because we are, but it's easy, especially on the internet these days, to feel really, really shitty and like everyone's out to get you and um, to feel like a victim all the time. And I definitely was feeling that way on edge, uh, angry, despondent, despairing, <sighs> listening to my own father text me the typical Republican talking points about child grooming and uh, making sure I wasn't being pressured by anyone into surgery. Me, you know, in my late 30s, a fully an adult careening toward middle age. Somehow he thinks I was being manipulated, manipulated by, by the community because this is the messaging that they are getting. And I don't know what kind of surgery he thinks I'm going to have. Honestly, um... I don't know if he thinks I'm going to have a big old dick installed or how that would change our relationship at all. But um, I'm not. I'm happy with my body as it is. And I had top surgery already, and he knows that. So I don't I don't know. But anyway, it just felt like the, it was just coming from all sides at all times. So I decided to take a break. I know that Jules is going to keep me up to date on anything that is very important with the political news. Okay, so when you say you take a break, you're taking a break from this I'm going to explain. Yes. Okay. Yes, taking a break from this constant digital onslaught. Because I realized when I got angry at my father that I was already feeling so, so raw and victimized just because of what I was reading online every day, not because of literally any other person in my life. Like, nobody besides my immediate toxic family has given a shit about me being trans, about my partner being trans, about anything. I haven't been hassled. I mean, I'm misgendered constantly at work, but, you know, that comes with being non-binary, and I just kind of expect it by now. But I'm not being harassed or attacked or, you know, no one comments mean things on my Instagram posts. Nothing. And I realized that all of those things were coming from the media I was consuming online. Obviously, I follow a lot of Instagrammers who are in the community, and they will let you know, and they seal you, and they will let you know about every single little thing that might happen in the legislative system or judiciary system that feels threatening. I mean, it's, it's a wonderful service that they spread awareness of what's going on in the community, but I did not need to continue to consume it at the rate that I was consuming it. Um, and that includes Facebook. That includes Reddit. Yeah, my family-in-law, I had to unfollow them, too, because there was a lot of hate about Target. Um, All right. 
that really hurt me, my ex-family-in-law. They embraced me with open arms until I wasn't who they thought I was. And then now I'm part of the ending. But anyway, so I decided to take 24 hours and not log into social media. No Reddit, no Facebook, no Instagram. And boy, was it peaceful. I read a book, watched a new anime series. I haven't watched anime in years. I took pictures still and I sent them to my friends, which felt meaningful. And I was like, wow, my life is actually much more peaceful than, than it feels like it is in my head. Because I am intentionally exposing myself to a lot of digital hatred. So in the past week or so, has it been only a week? About that, I think. Gosh, I've read like three books. Um, in that time, our sex life has increased. I've read like three books. I've watched a movie. I've texted my son. I don't feel drained. I have energy to go out and appreciate the good things in my life. Editing gem here. I didn't explain what I've actually done for the past week. <laughs> a little carried away by the subject. But what I have done is drastically decrease my social media use and stop just like opening those apps when I'm bored. Like I'll go to read something instead. You know, read my book, listen to music. We bought a keyboard, so I'll go and play a couple songs, that kind of thing. Rather than just like, oh, I wonder what's going on on Instagram. I'll open those apps a couple times a day, Reddit maybe once, and I stay away from the news. I'm pretty much in my niche groups. Facebook, I check in on my neighborhood group, and that's pretty much it. Instagram, I am more active on. I share a couple stories every day. Usually, like, at the end of the day, I'll collect, like, all my videos, photos, and share them to stories at the end of the day and catch up with, like, what did my friends do today? And that's pretty much all. And it used to be, pre <laughs> it used to be really constant, <laughs> and um, now it's not. And I know not everybody has the privilege that I do to be able to unplug a little bit. And not everyone can exist without harassment, constant harassment. And I get that. Um, but if you can, it might be a good idea to take a little space for maybe just a day off of your digital channels that are showing the hate of, I think, magnifying the hate of fewer people than there actually are. Um, the ones that are there are very loud. And yeah, there are a lot of them. But even in our neighborhood where they fly American flags and even sometimes Trump flags, we've never been harassed. We haven't been Not misgendered. Mm -mm. Nobody's done anything to our yard. Mm -mm. Like, generally, I think... The American public, even in the South, is kinder than we expect sometimes. You know, it's true. I was um, doing a recreational thing today, not drugs. <laughs> out, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was out at a state forest kind of situation with a couple of girlfriends of mine. It, it's it's out in the state, um, distant from the city we live in. Usually, once you go 30 minutes out, it's red state, red state, red state. Right. And this was a very red county. And we were surrounded by people. I didn't see any MAGA hats, but I wouldn't have been surprised to see those bumper stickers on their cars. And I got nothing. I, I got nothing as far as the no hostile looks, nobody approaching me. And I just, my view is... Every time I go out, I want to feel like and I'm, I'm an ambassador for the entire trans community. I'm always try to be pleasant. 
And I'm not saying anybody else has to do this. This is my, I'm sure I've said this on here before. Um, this is my way of helping people who may not ever have encountered a trans person realize that we're not the devil. And, um, anyway, it was a, it was a pleasant experience for me. And I, I think we are probably privileged, you and I. Yeah. Um, in many ways, we of course are, but, um, my feeling is you, you use that privilege for the benefit of the rest of the community. Um, it's, it's not a privilege you've asked for. It's a privilege you've been given. Like any gift, it can be used for the benefit of others who don't have the gift. Anyway, that's my view. Even when we went out to that feed store that one time, we were afraid to yeah. go out there, but we had to go out there for some equipment. Right. It was, hey, ladies, how are you doing? It was. And everybody was It fine. was. It was. I do have to say, I was getting a tattoo done recently at a shop that's, you know, half an hour out from the city in a little more rural area. Um, somebody else came into the shop while I was getting my tattoo done and was getting his tattoo done. And the two of them, the artist and the person getting tattooed, both men, um, were hashing over those Republican talking points. Um, the tattoo artist did not stand up for us. He did not try to shut the guy down. He just was like, yeah, man, you know, whatever. Um, and I started to really tune into that conversation. I was several hours into the session at that point and in a lot of pain. And I just started to cry, and I looked at my tattoo artist, who's also a very small, petite AFAB, and I was like, I can't believe I'm hearing this, because I know that their shop is very accepting. The reason I'd ever been to that shop is because they were running a Roe v. Wade fundraiser to support getting birth control to folks in the area. So I was really surprised to hear this at the shop and even more surprised that the guy tattooing wasn't shutting the guy up. So she looked at me and I um, had tears in my eyes and I was like, I can't stand listening to this. And she was like, do you want me to go talk to them? And I was like, yeah, please, would you? Like, I didn't feel like I could face that myself. And she was like, hey, you guys, you know, like my sister is trans, which is true. And how about you talk about something else? Like, it's it's upsetting to hear you guys talk like this. And they were like, oh, uh, yeah, OK. And they went right back to talking about it again. I had to just put my headphones in really loud and blast some music and try not to cry. And she apologized later. I, I don't know why it wasn't her fault. Um, so it's not it's not like all peaches and cream, you know. It's it's not that this sort of thing doesn't happen and that I don't see it. Um, it is just that the majority of the time we have been treated humanely like we deserve. Okay, back to the happy shit. So that it just gives me hope for the future. Yes. That. There may be, as with a lot of social movements, you know, there's a lot of resistance at the beginning right. and a lot of thinking that people who are different from you shouldn't be allowed to exist in the same spaces as you, uh, you being white people, I guess, um, normal cis-het white people. Now, like, thanks to the civil rights movement, it's no longer looked upon as acceptable to make a joke about race, for instance, or to harass someone because of their race. Not that that doesn't still happen, but it's no longer socially acceptable. Right. 
And, you know, 10 years ago, it was socially acceptable to to laugh at trans people. Right. It was the sitcoms all the time, laughing at trans people. It in, was. In movies. Yeah, like, it was just rampant. Now that's not cool anymore. You, you really shouldn't do that. And even people who do it are less bold about it, I think. And, you know, I mean, for example, the, the sitcom Friends, which had as a running stock character, a trans character, Chandler's um, quote father, and um, the producers of that have come out and just almost groveled and talked about how much they've learned since that show and how sorry they are that they did that. And that's just the kind of thing, you know, time produces. Right. Uh, social education. So it's, you've really sort of taught me to see this as a long game. Yeah. Just like civil rights, just like right. rights for women, just like the gay rights movement. You know, we're taking the heat now and it's going to be for a while, but that doesn't mean we're not ultimately going to turn the tide. Yeah. And I think that that's a hopeful thing. Yeah. Even as we're tired and have permission to take a break, do some meditation. Yeah. Eat something that uh, makes you feel good. If that's ice cream, awesome. If it's a salad, also awesome. Um, take a walk. Touch some grass. Don't let yourself get pulled down. Don't let the bastards get you down. That's right. Grind you down. Don't let the bastards grind you down. That's what okay. It's Margaret Atwood. you got to get it right. Oh, is, is what, in what? The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, really? I don't remember. I only read it at once. That was the inscription she found in her room. Oh, oh, Okay. One of the it's other handmaids had left. Okay. It's kind of become this like I have a bumper sticker that says it. Oh, well, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's become kind of a let's stand up to the patriarchy, rallying cry. We love all you all. Thank you for listening. Please feel free to write us, and don't if you do, don't get discouraged if you don't hear back from us in three or four days. Sometimes it takes longer than that, but we'll get back to you. Yeah, and you can join us on the Spaces app. We're under Trans in the South on the Spaces app. Spaces is just for, I think it's just for the LGBT plus community. And it's like, kind of like Discord, I think. It's like chats with different groups. So you can join a different group chat uh, under all all kinds of things. But we're at Trans in the South there. And I'm almost never on, but I'm going to try and do better. When I release a new episode, I always put that notification on there and a link. So hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. Okay. Yep, this turned out way longer than we thought. Ha! Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye! Bye!